We're back. And we're back. Feels like a long time since we caught up in general. I know we spoke earlier. Well, we've both had uh, a funny couple last week, so, you know. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Personal wanna, stuff you, always tends like, to get in the way, so. Would you like to tell the people what's been going on? Would you rather not? No, we'll just leave it at we've both had things that we're dealing with. <laughs> I like it. And like it's it. uh, it's getting in the way of, uh, well, for me, it's getting in the way of my enjoyment of just existing at the minute, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I'm struggling, and, but uh, we're getting there. I would say my issues aren't as severe as Jay's. No, but, you just got a lot um, to deal with still. Yeah, just time. time yeah, more time more time. I think I've got all the time in the world, but I can't enjoy it. You've got no time, and you also can't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think well, if you, yeah, if no, we I... could switch, you'd probably be happier, to be honest. Just because nah, you had the time to can't... sort stuff out, you know. We could, it's a dangerous game, that, right? It Friday is a dangerous Friday, game. It's a dangerous game. Dangerous oh, game. yeah, okay. Is that, is that one of your favourite films too, Jay? Or... What, the uh, the original or the, the newer one? The Lindsay Lohan one. I like them both, honestly. Okay. I think I saw the uh, Lindsay Lohan one first, and then I saw the, the original was on TV one day. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Is it quite good, the original, still? Yeah, it's What's-Her-Face. Um, Go on. Um... Give me a sec. Um, no, um, uh, Hannibal, Sons of the Lambs, uh, the female. No, the oh, uh, there we Jodie go, Foster. Jodie Foster. There we go. Jodie Foster. What else has she been in? I always forget. Jodie oh, Foster. bro, loads. I know, um, but yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, she was in uh, Bugsy Malone as well, wasn't she? Oh, is she the king? I want to say Bugsy Malone oh, and Freaky Friday were like right around the same time because I think she looked fairly similar. What, One that... was definitely after the other, but. Is that half of where Post Malone's name came from? Bugsy Malone? Um, probably. Because that's what, like, when I heard Post Malone, I was like, what, you mean the film with kids? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that but, movie in, like, well over a decade. I need to watch that again. Because they're all, like, pretending to be adults, or like, gangsters. Yeah, they're basically, right? like, kids, but they're, they're, yeah, it's gangsters, but if they were in the bodies of kids, it's kind of strange, but. It's, oh, crazy. There we are. There crazy. we are. I love it. Um, well, Jake, I'm glad to be here with you talking about video games. Yeah, I kind of like a lot to talk about. this. This little break that we've had has kind of made me realise how much of a therapy session this is for me. Right. I feel like I've just like had nothing, like no one to talk to about anything. It's kind of like, oh god, you know. And just to be clear, everyone, don't feel too bad for Jake because he is capable of calling me. He just chooses not to. So well, not I just feel too bad about him. I just feel, I don't know. I feel bad because you're busy. No, I'm joking. It's all fine. We have the we have the setup, right? I'll call you in the car. We know how it goes. Uh, that's true. Good. Yeah, I do like those. A little uh... snapshot. Yeah. And to be to be to be truthful to you, Jay. Sometimes I will not avoid you, but I won't necessarily <laughs> actively speak to you because I know that you are in like Wonderland's mode, right? Oh, so, like, I guess your mind yeah. Is constantly like Wonderland's Wonderland's, which is great, but like no offense, but obviously I don't, I'm not ready for all that info. That info. That's actually kind yet. of part of the reason why I didn't want to talk to you is because I thought you might be in the same spot. I thought right. Nick's sort of right. like. He's concentrating on the story potentially of Wonderland right now. I'll leave him alone. Right, kind of thing. Yeah, we, and that's appreciated. But like, obviously, you're you'll you'll always be more ahead than me. So 
I just don't want to, like, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited for when that chat happens and you're like, right, Nick, this is how this works and this, which is going to be end game. So yeah, it's going to be fun because I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, oh, I just wish I had someone to play with. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> someone to do runs and stuff, you know. And we're very, very, very close to that. So cool. Have no fear, okay? Cool, cool. Have no fear. Um, so before we get there, though, everyone, hello, yeah. welcome all on this, I would consider sunny afternoon. Um, of yeah. the time of recording, this is the Game Opinion podcast where we talk about video games and stuff to do with them. Uh, recently, uh, just to well, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that in a second actually. But um, Jay, before we get there, well, okay, all right, I guess <laughs> I'll introduce. Pick you. a lane. I'm Nick. That's Jay. Yeah. And we talk every week, unless I have a really busy life schedule, then it's whenever it comes out, which is most of yeah. the time. And we talk about news and new games and stuff and like, you know, whatever. General pop stuff. culture, movies, TV shows, whatever it might be. Yeah, whatever. But like not too much that, right? Mainly gaming focus. No, that's just the banner in between. Nerds. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would say actually, Jay, we are definitely a step up or higher quality than your generic kind of like nerd. Vi- like, <laughs> like the nerd higher quality culture. is probably not the right word to say. No, true, true, true. Uh, we're on a but different, I mean, we're on a different level or a different echelon, I guess. Is like another thing, maybe. Yeah, because like we're not like bumming every new superhero film that. Co- I know you like what, what. I know you like to watch your stuff, but I know you also have seen all the Sopranos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you've got, you have. I mean, this sounds horrible, doesn't it? But you have taste, right? Whereas a lot of yeah, a lot of nerd culture it's out weird. There where they're like, "All oh, the Eternals, I can't wait to see that," you know. And I feel like, like there's some really? people who are like, they they love everything. Like they don't have, they don't right, there's right. there's they do dislike stuff. It's just that it tends to be the stuff that everyone dislikes. Like there's right. nothing that everyone loves that they don't like. They have to love everything right. that everyone else likes. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, we it almost feels like we actually have like an opinion <laughs> compared to some people <laughs> who just seem name. like sheeple you know right that's kind of i guess that's kind of how you Dude, could describe ha- it did you come up with did you come up with that what sheeple no that's a very old term uh, uh, oh, okay. just you know some people, people are the sheep some people are the wolves some people it. are the the wolf in sheep's clothing it depends on what, how you want to be i get it i like it or the wolf in sheep's, wolf um, in sheep's clothing. before we get there jay um, I've been asked by the production team that we should talk a little bit more about the PS Plus games and the games with gold and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So before we dive any further, I just want to give a shout out to this month's PS Plus game, SpongeBob remake of remaster of Battle for Bikini Bomb or whatever the hell it is, because it looks like quite good fun. And I'm going to try it out. Is that the Everything one that else, like... was Sped Run? When it first came out, potentially, maybe. Is it like a recent? Is it the most recent Sp- uh, SpongeBob game? Well, yeah, but not the one that's not the Nickelodeon, you know, Battle Royale one. No, yeah, I, I mean, like there was one that was just a SpongeBob uh... game where it was like a platformer. Yeah, because it's a, like a remake of a PS2 game. So they've oh, okay. So they've they've just re- so. released that on PS Plus then. Yeah. Okay. So it's free. It's free. Do are you with me? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Jay. Oh, and I did say to the production team. By the way, the games with golds are awful now because we have. They are. They're games. awful. They're they are abysmally. Awful. I haven't seen one good one in months. Pro- probably like a year and a bit. I want to say probably longer. Yeah, agreed. 
And all the PlayStation Plus games are really good, but they don't have Game Pass yet. Don't have game. And I said we talk about Game Pass games a lot anyway, but is there anything, <coughs> Jay, that you would like to bring up about the free games every month? What, on PlayStation Plus and Game Pass? Yeah. Or just well, uh, Xbox yeah, Live, yeah, I should yeah, say? Yeah, all of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm annoyed because I don't, I don't have a PlayStation Plus uh, membership because I kind of have to. I spend a lot more on my Game Pass now, right? Right. So I kind of have to pick one rather than uh, having one of each, and I think I'd rather have Game Pass at the minute. Um, but yeah, I kind of wish they had better games with gold, and I wish I could uh, <laughs> afford to have uh, a PlayStation Plus subscription at some point because they do have pretty good stuff on there. I know there's probably been quite a few that I've missed, but I mean, you don't miss what. Yeah. What's that? What's the saying? You don't miss what you don't something. Have. Have I guess I don't know. You don't miss what you don't. What you don't know. One of those. I mean, I haven't yeah. really paid attention to it, so unless I Mate, looked, look, I'd get annoyed with myself, you know. <laughs> exactly, and look at the end of the day, you know, we could sit here and get annoyed about the games we missed in 2017, but there's no point in doing that, is there? So yeah. It is what it is. Chances are they'll be and coming to Game Pass games... anyway. Yeah, and a lot of those games are on the PS Plus collection, which you could probably bash out in a month for getting PS Plus anyway, right? Like the really, really good ones, right? Like Persona Five and Uncharted and Final Fantasy Fifteen and stuff. So I yeah, have Persona Five. Oh, I still need to play it. <laughs> really? Yeah, but Persona is one of those games where it's almost like a time-based thing, and it's just like. I was just saying, aren't you going to hate that? Yeah, I know. I know that Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, just two the is as well. Returns. Yeah. Or lightning returns. So I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it, but not at the same time. But I'm saving that for like a very special week, I guess. I need to play at the right time. There needs to be nothing going on. It needs to be very, very like at peace. I need to be. I need to be. I am not at peace currently. I need to be at peace. I get you. I need a peaceful mind I frame. And just to be clear, that that'll be the last time we talk about the PS Plus games because um, <laughs> Jay doesn't have it. So uh... <laughs> no, but um, I don't know. The production team are quite enthusiastic about the games that come out every month. Like I respect it, but I just you know we know what we like and we know what we want. You know what I mean? I'm not going to play Deep Rock Galactic because it's free. All right. That's yeah. I've, I've always found that really weird. Of like. That kind of person almost seems to me like the same person who love like is the sheeple kind of person. It's like they love something just because it's free. Like you have to play it; it's free. It's kind of like, well, right. no, well. I can give it a go. Like I feel like I do that on on Game Pass. Like there's games on Game Pass that I would have never have even touched if they weren't on there. But I look at like you made a good example that very galactic thing. I was like, I looked at that and went, looks naff. It could it they could pay me to play and I still wouldn't play it. <laughs> It has to be a decent amount of money for me to want to play that. Right. So it kind of goes into negative at that point, you know? 100%. Like, you pay to play it, it's free, still not playing it. You pay me, you have to pay me this much for me to play it. Not this much, this much. I'm like, yeah, I have some, like, decorum, you know? <laughs> Jay, I didn't realise this. Um, do you remember Trek to Yumi, that, that black and white samurai game? that was Yeah, it's coming out on latest. Game Pass, isn't it? Dude. You can pre-install it right now, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't believe that's coming out. I'm not fussed about that. Oh, dude, look. I'm not sure it'll be any good, but I'm going to give it a go. That's all. Yeah. Have you noticed how there's like a couple of games that are coming out that are very similar to Ghosts now? Yeah. Like, not, yeah. not similar to Ghosts in that it's the same game, but just in that the, the, the theme, the thematic part of the game is like, oh, samurais. 
samurai like it's just like trying to bring in that audience i guess because they now know I that feel... a game like that can sell well so yeah definitely i wonder whether the industry was kind of waiting with bated breath like oh when are ubisoft gonna drop their samurai assassin's creed uh, it never yeah came. it never came yeah so, so like well we'll do it fuck it we'll do it ourselves <laughs> yeah literally that, yeah, good on them all right jay well first up uh, we have got a lot to talk about in terms of news today which i'm pretty excited about right we've got slightly less in terms of your main topics i would say um, but what does Nebula say when she spits out the Yarrow route after being denied it by Drax and Gamora? A, wasn't ready yet. B, it's not ripe. C, changed my mind. Or D, tastes funny. I want a fairly s- hard question. I want to say B, but chances are it's either A or C. I don't think it's D. Okay, what are we going with? I'm going with B. I'm going with my second and third potential answer being A or C, but it's definitely not D. He's correct. I mean, the trivia master continues. Jesus Christ. And is is, is one of the second options. ALC. It's C. It is, I don't yeah. know how he does it. Do you know what it is? Answers. I've I've, I've sort of had the mind. I've read so many of these comics that have had certain characters in them that it's almost like I know how the characters are going to, what they're going to say. Right. Like I know what a kind of character would and wouldn't say. So I kind of think, right, what would Nebula say? What wouldn't she say? She definitely wouldn't say D. She might say A and C, but she'd probably definitely say B. So that's kind of what I went for. You just It's more of like a personality thing. It's, you'd be surprised at how good some of these Marvel writers actually are with the films, because they're actually pretty spot on with the personality of these characters. From the comics? Mm. Yeah, very similar. Like um, A lot of the times, they, it's almost like they're very Marmite. They either completely miss or they completely hit it on the head. Well, it's never in between like the comics. Huh? Is Captain Marvel like the comics? You know, like the the movie. <sighs> yeah, <out>. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Like, Captain Marvel has never been that liked of a character. Uh, yeah, Miss Marvel, yeah. the original Captain Marvel type character, was actually not that bad. Um, but this isn't this isn't the the um, Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. This is the original Miss Marvel. The Miss Marvel that oh, was in okay, the black. Right. Sort of leotard with the with the yellow scarf, like the old, like the original Miss Marvel. Right. She was actually not too bad of a character, and then when they changed her um, later on, everyone was like, "We don't like this." Nobody really bought the comics anymore, but they still kept going with it and just completely disregarded Miss Marvel. And I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." <laughs> so it's like you know, it's whatever at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Jay, let's get into it then. I'm really excited to talk to you about loads of stuff, really. Get your thoughts on everything. Same here. Um, but what I would like to do is summarize uh, for the people, I guess, where we're at with Wonderland, right? This mm-hmm. is a big game. Yeah, because two us, weeks ago we said we were going to start playing it. <laughs> right. And I don't think you started playing it until about like last week. So. Mate. So, to be fair, I did play it day one and two. Yeah, I think I um, saw that. Yeah, you played it for a very brief amount of time, like an hour or two. Yeah. Oh, oh all right, all right. Actually, I think you started playing it before me because you said I think that night it was going to come out at midnight. And you were like, "Yeah, I'm going to stay up to play it." I didn't. But you didn't. I didn't. Okay. Passed out. Couldn't do it. Told you. I, I so when I say passed out, I obviously went to bed. Yeah. I was just. So you were too tired. tired. I was yeah. Just so tired. Better to get sleep. So. So yeah, so I just played it Friday night, which is obviously a great night to play a game anyway, a new game. But um, probably but one yeah, of the best. So... Yeah. Definitely. So, Jay, <laughs> where are you at with Wonderlands? 
Um, Goldlock speed here. Yeah, so. Goldlock speed. I started playing it Friday night. I was level yeah. 40 Sunday at like 2 p.m. Jeez Louise. So I'd okay, finished the campaign. For those, for those yeah, guys. I think I finished the campaign and I was level 39. Because I'd finished, okay. what I did is I finished all side quests while I was playing the main thing. Wow, I never, ha I never had to, move. I never had to farm or anything. So until like the last possible uh, level. So I think I was like halfway through thirty nine. So I pretty much played played the game at the exact speed that you're kind of supposed to. I'd say, like if you want to level up and be max level by the time you finish the campaign, then yeah, I played it at the right speed. I'd say. Do you usually do Borderlands side quests as you go along? So it's not. I did you for the game, main game, but for the DLC, I tended to do the main part of it first, and then came back and did the side stuff later. But I felt okay. like it would make more sense if in the main campaign I just did it, you know. So for those who don't know, uh, the way Borderlands is set out, typically speaking, is they'll introduce an area to you, uh -huh. um, and then you'll have a main quest to go through the area, and then during your, well, while you're in that area, there'll be side stuff to do. But typically, if you if you're sort of like if you know what to do, you can basically accept all the relevant side quests and do them all while you're in that area, sort of thing. So Jay, did you do each area as you went along, sort of thing? Uh -huh. or, so uh, anytime I started an area, when I left that area, everything had been done. Okay. Other than like all the collectibles, I came back to do the collectibles later on. Actually, I didn't finish the collectibles until like the Thursday, just because I couldn't be asked to get them all. I was like, oh, well, I did. I did like one area a day, and then I think on the last day I did like three or four areas. Because so. you had the week off, right? You had the yeah, week off. Yeah, I had the, the week to sort of like clear up and play the game and as much as I wanted to at that point. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. So you are uh, end game, like th thoroughly in the end game now, right? I've been in, yeah, I've been in the end game. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of past the end game and at the point of like refining builds and trying to like farm for god roll stuff essentially. But at this point, I've farmed so much that uh, I'd rather just happenstance come across a good piece of gear rather than try to farm for it specifically. Just because I know you, you have to be so lucky just for it to happen. Like I could farm this thing for three years and still not get the piece I wanted. So. Are you talking about god gear stats? Was it? Did yeah. You so like did basically like the perfect um, rolls, like the highest possible rolls you can get, and then also like let's say like a bit of gear can have like gun critical chance and gun critical damage, but it can also have ability critical chance and ability critical damage. You kind of have to want to get the one that has the right roll of each one at the max stats for you All to be four. like. No, like two, like two of out of the four that you could possibly get or something. But most gear, there's like thirty plus different rolls it can have on it, and then each one can right. have different. Like one can have fifteen percent, one can have seventeen point one. You kind of want to get the one that has the max with all the right add-ons, as well as like a bunch of other stuff that can. You know, there's so many different variations of each piece of gear that it would take you infinite amount of time to get all the ones you wanted, uh, more than likely. So. I got okay. lucky with a lot of the stuff I've got already, so I'm pretty happy. Cool. Yeah. And you're um so it sounds like you've pretty much polished up most of the game apart from some of the some of the you know st gear grinding you want to do, but also we talked about uh one achievement earlier, right, mm. that you're still <clears throat> Yeah, so there's one achievement where you have to unlock every uh possible upgrade for like weapon ammo and like backpack space and uh bank space. And I know that it's probably going to take about a billion gold to get there. 
Which is a lot, by the way. Maybe not a billion. Maybe yeah, no, it is a billion because it's a hundred million for the last possible one. So you're going to need that at least another nine times after that. So yeah, it's going to take a while. Like I've played the game forty hours, and I think I'm maybe halfway. Oh, I thought you put in way more more hours than that, no? No, I don't think so. I think I've put in a little over three days. Oh. So hang that doesn't on. Doesn't seem too bad. Though. Actually, no, that is more than that because it's twenty-four hours in a day. So twenty-four, forty-eight, sixty-two. So I've put in probably closer to seventy hours. Then there you go. Okay. I was Still for some reason I thought there was only great twenty hours and uh, no ten hours in a day. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's fine. You're probably thinking like ten hours of gaming time. Yeah, that's probably what. Yeah, it was like ten hours a day for like seven days, so about seventy hours. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Um, and we're going to, as of recording today, we're going to record the special tomorrow, right? Because I, because uh, I haven't I guess finished so. it yet. Yeah. So kind of waiting we're going to do all what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna we're gonna do the whole deep dive, non spoilers, spoilers for the whole game. Our thoughts on it, what we like, what we don't like, where we're at, what our journey was like. All of that will be in the special. So don't okay. worry about that. Um, Jay, you look. Lost, confused, annoyed. No, I'm just, uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> so that's that. Mm. Is there anything else you want to touch on with Wonderland? Um, There was something, but I forgot what it was now. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Collectibles-wise, I've literally only got to get the lore scrolls. Okay. But I can't, there's no, pos- there's no, like, I don't think there's any benefit to getting them all, honestly. So. In game, in game benefit, yeah. Because whenever you get all the collectibles of a certain type of collectible, you get a in game bonus, like a ten percent added, like, like a buff, right? Buff essentially. And I have all of them, but I don't think there's one for getting all the lore scrolls that I've seen. Oh, that's strange. So I'm ninety two percent finished. I have a hundred percent of collectibles essentially. Jake, quick couple of things on that. One, I need your help because I think the game has glitched out in one of the areas on the collectibles, and it is driving me nuts. Okay. Two. two. It's with the uh, lucky dice. It's in Queen, like Queen's Gate, literally like the second area. Yeah. As in, like I've gotten all the dice, and it's saying I've only got twenty-four out of twenty-five, or whatever it is, and it's driving me mental. I think. Okay, you'll have to show me at some point. I'll have to see what the thing is. You have to come. And make that was like always one of my worries. I was like, oh crap! I really hope there's no glitchy stuff in this. Oh mate. That's oh, always like one of the worst things. I think there was something about that on one of the latest hot fixes, so it might have already fixed itself. Okay. Maybe. Have to check Number it. two. Number three. No, I've forgotten. Yeah. I've just drawn a massive blank. <laughs> I think it was just really going to ask for your help, um, obviously, when I get to the end game, but I feel like there was something more substantial to say than that, really. That's so, what I'm here anyway, for. We'll, I'm here to help. We'll. we'll well, I, I, Jay, I need so much help, right? Because I, I need you to help me find like the legendary level forty assault, uh, like weapons are one and the shield are one and the spells I need and all that. Yeah, we'll like, get I don't there. mean max stats. I don't mean max stats. I, I still need just, to know just, what just class you've picked because that's going to change okay. everything. Okay, I, I'm so intrigued to see what class you. We we'll save that for tomorrow. We'll wow. do like a class reveal. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good because I, I know there's a, like already a tier list that's changed so much. Even after the games come out, sort of. Yeah, I remember day one, there was like a clear, these two are the best, these three are the next best, and then this one is a clear bottom. Like, this one is awful. 
So I really hope you haven't chosen that one. Although I guess they're they're all starting oh, to they're all starting have. to balance out a bit more because people are starting to find different interactions that are still like good. So I, I probably it have. just depends on how you build it, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in plenty tomorrow. Um, Jay, can you please take us to the first topic screen of the day? Sure. Uh, this will be my topic for the week. Um, are we are we good? Uh huh. Cool. So, Jay, I wanted to talk to you today about your feelings. No, I want to talk <laughs> to you about um. The state of the games industry. Now, I know that's very, very broad, sweeping. No, I like this because I feel like it is a bit of a, uh, a fluctuating uh, thing, especially given the last two or three years of uh, things that have been going on. Right. So, obviously, we've seen an impact from COVID right on delays and stuff like Probably that. Probably the biggest thing that's changed things. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like remote working and stuff like that, right? I actually wanted to talk to you, Jay, a bit more about um, my, you know, my old manly my my in my internal old man right because obviously we've got wonderlands it's been great to play that and even just knowing that you're playing that at the same time and stuff's cool right um and we've got we've had some other really cool games come out this year right like i love tunic you're really into elden ring at the moment which we might catch up on in a bit um so there, there's definitely been like and uh, Strangers of Paradise have come out, so like you know, there's definitely games coming out that we're interested in, right? And that like we would we we'd be cool, like yeah, we'll we'll play that sort of thing or eventually, play at some yeah, point. definitely. Um, but I wanted to have a bit of a moan with you, really, because a lot of the stories this week that we're going to talk about, right, are what I would call announcements that aren't announcements, right? Um, so basically announcements that things are have started production or have started or are very early in the works right and i'm just getting to a point jay where i feel like every time i you know listen to my gaming news podcast or whatever it might be or check out the headlines i feel like the amount of games that i want to play be that good quality single player or multiplayer co-op whatever they might be um just solid games that aren't too bloated, aren't too expensive necessarily at launch, aren't live as a service games that make me feel like I'm bored after three hours and I don't want to grind for 70 hours because I haven't got the patience that you have. I feel like they're just getting less and less and less, right? So like your Wonderlands, your Horizon and Forbidden West, your Tunics, I just feel like they're getting rarer and rarer. Um, and, you know, every time I see a new game announced and it's like, yeah, so this is a, you know, like... Uh, four-player co-op online game free to play i'm like i feel like we're sort of like potentially coming out of that now or we may start to come out that out of that in the next year or two i feel like uh there's always like trends and metas right in the gaming industry and people always like when we bring this up all the time but they're always coming from a business standpoint so they kind of need to make money so they go okay what's what's done well in the last I don't know, a couple of months, maybe a year, and then they'll start making a game, and then it'll come out in four years, and then for the next four to like six years, that meta is just like very overdone. Um, and I feel like I'm trying to think what like the zombie stuff. I feel like we're maybe starting to just come out of um, the game. Even now we've got Dying Light Two and stuff coming out, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, the sort of games of service games, I'm still not sure. I think people are still trying to do that, so we might still see that for a couple of years, I'm not sure. 
I think with the with the anthem and everything like that, maybe not. I'm trying to think what. So you you're just missing like all these like very story driven linear. Yeah. So on on your point, Jay, right of of meta analysis, I I do and I, I know we all look back with rose tinted glasses. I know that, but I do think that PS2 era was very much the meta era of uh single player linear driven kind of games right and even then we had like stuff like battlefront 2 which isn't necessarily single player and stuff but it it just felt like there was just a lot of games you really wanted to play and i know we were kids and stuff i get that but like it felt like the meta was kind of aligned to more maybe what i what i am always looking for it seems right Uh and i feel like the meta at the moment like you say it's so when you know when a game like tunic or death store comes along I'm like, oh, thank God that something is, you know, like, because it feels that rare almost, right? Like, I'm like, why, why is it, why is it that other industries, like, that's, you know, easy comparison films, right? Films is actually going a little bit through this at the the moment, right? Because everyone's trying to do that superhero blockbuster and we're not, we're not getting those kind of more indie art house breakthroughs and stuff, right? But it's like games are the biggest thing on, in the, on the planet in terms of entertainment and stuff, right? They're huge. Like, I think it's something ridiculous. Like, twice as, three times as many people watch the Game Awards as they do watch, you know, the Oscars and stuff. Like, it's mind-bogglingly big. Uh-huh. And and yet, Jay, and yet, where's the kids' stuff, man? Where, where, where's it all? Where is it all? Well, I, I ain't seen it, you know? And, uh, like, these uh, games that people are talking about, right? Just, I'll, I will finish in a sec. Yeah. Um. These games that like we're, I'm about to talk to you about that are delayed or announced, right? Like, let me take a current example for you: Elder Scrolls Six, right? You're like, oh, Nick, yeah, what you know? What's the timeline on that? I'm like, Jay, bro, that's not coming out till like 2027. And like, I know we're gonna talk about The Witcher Four later, and that's all been, you know, but like that ain't coming out till 2027 at the earliest, guys. Put it in your diaries, and I'll bet I'll make a bet on you. I'll make a bet with you that game is not coming out. For another like five years minimum yeah i'd probably and say I that don't... minimum yeah so like you know there is a little bit of me of like will nick just be patient it's up to <sighs> companies to announce what they're working on like i get that shareholders and all that but at the same time i'm like can we please just stop talking about these games for so long it's it's actually burnout it's burnout. i feel like we're still in that uh that honeymoon phase of when like the next generation of a console comes out that there aren't that many good games like i feel like now a lot of the gaming media is starting to only now start to talk about the Unreal Engine 5 and kind of how that's going to like make things be better in the next couple of years and how I imagine a lot of game companies are now sort of like using it and potentially because uh, I know there's like a few MMOs that are supposed to have either come out already or are coming out soon that in the middle of development changed their engine from like maybe either an in-house one or, or four Unreal 5 and they're like we can't uh, like we, we're so surprised at how good this thing is it's going to make our game so much infinitely better so I imagine there's probably quite a lot of gaming or just games that are in development right now that have probably switched over to 5 and they're having to like rejig some things around you know like change a couple of things I think Unreal, I think Unreal 5 is probably like the, probably going to be the thing that's going to revolutionise next gen hopefully because I mean we've seen what it looks like so we we know how good it's going to be. It's just uh, it just might take a little while. I think again, you know, patience is like key right now. We kind of just have to sit through this lull. I mean, we've we've definitely gotten games to tide us over. You know, 
I can't. I mean, it just sounds to me like you're sort of like you need like another epic game that's going to be talked about for a while. But for me, Elden Ring kind of is that right now. Like, Elden, like it's weird. Like, <clears throat> Horizon is it Forbidden West? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that game should still be being talked about more than it has been. But I haven't really heard much. Agreed. Versus, like, it's not really in the sort of, like, in the zeitgeist as much as Elden Ring. Like, to me, Elden Ring is everywhere right now. Like, it's being, it's being memed about everywhere. It's being, like, referenced all the time. It's on every social bit of social media. It's always on TikTok. It's always on Instagram. It's always on Twitter. Like, everyone's always talking about Elden Ring. I've barely heard anyone talk about Horizon. Just as an example, I'm not saying one is better than the other necessarily. I'm just saying that, you know, these these sort of epic games that can stay in the zeitgeist do exist. It's just that you kind of need to, I don't know, maybe pick and choose which one you want to. Actually, no, it's, I guess it is more down to the audience, right? It's down to the global reception of a game is, is how it's going to be perceived later on right like there's like it's almost like a legacy type thing like I've heard the first Horizon game and like even God of War and, and Last of Us have like a type of legacy but I feel like Last of Us Part 2 has less of a legacy Horizon has less of a legacy but all the Elden Ring like all the Souls games all have that longevity of always being talked about mm. and again I'm, I'm not saying this just because I think one uh, set of games might be better than the other I'm just saying a lot of the time it's not necessarily it's it's sort of right place right time right and i feel like we can't really expect that to happen all the time it's more of a just it, if it happens it happens you know like there could be a game that comes out that me and you think is terrible or the rest that might become the next like global sensation you know it just it just depends on how the the gaming world and audience perceives it and takes it and what they do with it whether it be for the bad or good, you know. And I guess that's the kind of thing we're looking for, right? We're looking for some next sort of like global takeover of a game, either type, genre, or, you know, thematic type thing. Like, what's the next zombie game? What's the next Souls game, you know? It kind of sounds right. to me like that's quite what you're like. You're looking for another thing to fill the gap of what's maybe being left behind of like, you know, maybe the Battle Royale games or whatever. Because I feel like a lot of the Battle Royale stuff is starting to die off now, too. Like Fortnite is trying fair. really hard to like come back, and then you know, because they recently did that thing with like getting rid of the building or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was almost like a thing of like they're starting to lose the player base, so they wanted to bring people back for a reason. And I think that's, they've actually done a pretty good job at that. But yeah, yeah, I think your point's very well articulated, and I think there is some truth to you know what is the next kind of meta period of the industry going to be? I guess. I was coming from a bit more. I think I'm coming from a bit more of a, a bit, a bit about like the Hogwarts Legacy that we talked about, right? Like I think me and you both thought that game was really cool, and it was a bit like, what, what, why is it taking so long? Like, mm -hmm. the video game industry. How could we not have possibly made a? Tr how have we not got? I know we have Shadow of Mordor and stuff, but how have we not got a AAA RPG Lord of the Rings game that would easily sell ten million copies? Where is it? What what's going on, guys? You know, I think like, the recent meta, maybe over the last 
two to seven years again like the business people at these like, like wb um right. and whoever owns lord of the rings game side of stuff um they, i think they do to be fair mate i think they do uh they've sort of looked again they look at trends they go right what's going to make us the most money lord of the rings is probably going to do worse than maybe this other thing so they make the other thing instead like they're not they're not going to prioritize something unless they know it's going to do well so i think uh the reason why we're missing you know it's taken so long it's probably because it's almost never going to happen like unless all of a sudden there's like a new lord of the rings style thing that sort of like revitalizes the next generation of fans because a lot of like i think a lot of things that are being made uh whether it be film tv or game nowadays is to um to bring in the new audience to bring in the gen z audience because they're the ones that are now growing up to uh, you know, sort of the mid to late teens to like early twenties that are all being like, right, how are we going to make the eighteen to twenty-four year old demographic spend all their new money from their new job? Like, they definitely want to keep the older generation happy, i.e., the twenty-five to like thirty-eight demographic, or maybe the thirty-five to like thirty-five demographic, like us, you know, the millennials. They want to keep us around because we, there's probably more of us. But we're less likely to spend our money on things like that because we've got it. We've got more other things to have to spend it on. So they kind of want to keep us around for the for the sort of medium group, and then they want to do the next generation as the like the priority group to be like, right, how are we going to get these people involved? They sort of figure out what they like, and then they make things based on what they like, which is why we're sort of finding it hard to sort of be like, we don't like this as much because it's not really our generation's type thing as much right. so we're starting right. to like fall off a little bit and because we're starting to fall off everything new that comes out doesn't seem as good as it used to so it's almost like that sort of like make games great again type thing it's kind of like you know oh sounds a bit rough to say that but we're sort of starting to get a, we're, we're kind of old now right. when it comes right. to games like we're not we're not the, the the main demographic anymore they're sort of out with the old and in with the new now so whenever the next couple of years for us is going to potentially be quite rough. Like, there's obviously a lot of gaming developers out there who are probably our age who probably want to make things more for them, but they might not be as worried about money as maybe some of the larger companies are, and vice versa. I'm not sure. It's yeah, all about it's demographics. Point, it's all about demographics. It's, it's, it's a great point, right? Because, like you say, it's it almost seems like a bit of a conundrum, right? Like. They want to make art that resonates and, and obviously makes money and stuff, but at the same time, because there's this constant, like, we need to get the youngsters, we need to get, you know, get the yeah. up-and-comers. Because like, the thing is, the young people all... are all are going to stay with that for longer. Like, if you try to get, like, a 25-year-old into something new now, they might grow out of that by the time they're 30, 35, whereas someone who's 15 might stay with that until they're 25. So there's, like, a longer right. time where they're going to stay with that type of new thing that's come out. So they want to be able to hold on to it for longer than how they know that someone older is going to potentially let go of it because they've grown out of it type thing. Right. and even like trying to get kids younger than that like from like 5 to like 14 they're trying to get even younger kids into like certain bits of media through TV show or movies to then want them to then buy things that are related through games so like same thing with, like for us it's Harry Potter right we watch Harry Potter as kids and we still love it now 20 years later like that's what Harry Potter when it was made it was like yeah we're going to target it towards kids so that when they when they're in their late 20s they still want to buy stuff that's to do with Harry Potter same thing now with like Marvel like you know all the new Marvel stuff that people watched it growing up when they were younger so they're going to keep buying stuff to do with Marvel and Disney into their late 20s 
that's just how it's always going to be but we're always going to be left behind eventually and we're starting to see the early remnants of that and it's tough to swallow but we're gonna, probably going to have to get used to it I guess <laughs> or just hope that we enjoy what the young the youngsters enjoy as well you know well I do think there will still be things out there made for us because oh, yeah. that's a large demographic not to completely ignore no. but like you say it's interesting though Jay because obviously the the more the bigger gaming gets the more you will have like older gamers right so like I feel like you have that sort of 30, 40 year old generation, which I would consider the original, the absolute gamer generation. Yeah, like right? older like millennials, NES. basically. Yeah, 100%. We're the and young millennials, got, they're the old millennials, yeah. And then you've got us as more the kind of Nintendo 64, PS1 onwards, right? <sighs> but like, I feel uh, like. More like I'd say more like, like PS2 onwards, but yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> but then you are like obviously it's sticking more right like i assume we're both going to be playing games when we're 40 probably god if i'm which not is like... shoot me <laughs> just pull the plug if i'm not playing games then what's the point you so know you got to think like who's gonna make like you know it's funny because the developers you know i think it was naughty dog right last was part two right but obviously this i know development studios have lots of different people all the time and stuff but you know the development studios that made what they made 10 years ago are making completely different things now because they almost want to see different things right like the god of war of santa monica yes they made a reboot of god of war but it was so different from the original because i assume they make the game that i assume they make the game they want to play right I yeah i think that's probably the consensus that. is that most people make the art they want to see or right. play or whatever it might be you know right you just got to hope that the audience also likes that and with that, Jay, shall we move on to the news? Because I think I've rambled yes, quite enough. Yes, yes. I thoroughly enjoy that conversation. Mm. So, we have... Just let me know when we're there, mate. We're there. We've been there. So, guys, we've got a lot to discuss in the news this week. And I said to Jay, it's quite a nice change of pace, actually, because usually we only have three or four things, and usually me and Jay pick up the same news stories yeah. every week anyway. Well, I think we've both so, picked some separate things. That's quite good. Yeah. But to be fair, every single one that I had, you you had on yours as well. So, yeah, um, so yeah. kinda. Yeah. So Jake, let's start with your list in no particular order. Um, I think we should start with the PS Plus redo, as it were. Uh -huh. Pretty big news, right? So we finally got this kind of re uh, imagining of the PS Plus uh, subscription model probably coming in because of the impact game pass has had right so i i'll i'll briefly read it i'll try and read it out but obviously you guys can find out all the actual details online but basically as far as i understand it with do you what would you like to by the way jay i don't mind if you want to read through no you're all right go for it okay so um we've got ps plus essentials so there's three tiers first tier ps plus essentials so basically the same as ps plus at the moment with monthly downloadable games uh, exclusive discounts and stuff like that um that basically remains the same price as ps plus i'm going to go with british um cost because guess what we're british so that will be seven quid a month um i won't good. do yearly because like i mean i think i pay yeah yearly, just times but... that times 12 well no it's cheaper yearly it's 50 quid yeah. Oh yeah, I forget they do they do do it differently. Yeah, I think this is actually probably the biggest thing that's making me want to get this is that the yearly price is actually cheaper than what you would be paying um, than if you'd be paying original basically. So 
But you could, a bit like me with Disney Plus, Jay, you could probably get this for two months and then play all the games you want and then bugger off. If you yeah, if to. I wanted to, yeah. I'll have to think about it, but I'll see what the what the uh, initial list of stuff is and then we'll see, yeah. So the next one is PlayStation Plus Extra. So all the so all the benefits from previous tiers basically applies um, to each tier, but adds a catalogue of up to around 400, so quite a fair few. That's a lot, uh, yeah. PS5 and PS4 games. So we're talking about fairly recent games from third parties and their own exclusive catalogue. Yeah, pretty much the last 10 uh, years or so. Right, and these are downloadable. So yeah. as far as um as far as I'm concerned, that is a very much a game pass. Pretty much all I need. Yeah, it sounds pretty good to me. Then we've got PlayStation Plus Premium, which is where things get pretty interesting, guys. So yeah, this is this is interesting. We've got PS3 games available via cloud streaming. So this is basically PS Now at the moment. Yeah. Right. So for those, and that's around 340. They've said at the moment. So. If for those who don't know, PS Now, you basically stream the game rather than download it. Why is that an option? Couldn't tell you. Why have they done that? Couldn't tell you. Why can't you just download it? Literally couldn't tell you. So that's that. I think it's because um, PS3, they still haven't found a way to make PS3 or older games work on PlayStation 5 other than having to just stream uh... it. You can't download like, the. I think the PS5 isn't capable of taking that data and then making it be able to make the console play it rather than just streaming it because if you're streaming it there's also like a, there's a different computer out there that's that's working as a ps3 essentially like the, the ps5 isn't a ps3 plus a ps4 it's just a ps5 <laughs> it has some like uh software and hardware that's available for ps4 stuff but not ps3 stuff i think that's why there you go i just that's don't i just don't think the the hardware is there essentially which just sounds a bit backwards but that's just how it is they sp- yeah, i think they did that on purpose they did they did it so that the ps5 could be more streamlined I think. And then we also have, alongside that, a catalogue of beloved classic games, both in streaming and download options. I assume that means every game you can stream or download, but we'll see. Um, from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP. Yeah, the PSP thing actually sounds good to impressive. me, because there were so many good PSP games that I wish I could play. That's, that's so a pretty that impressive... Obviously, it depends... Well, we'll get to that. So yeah, we have we have right. no knowledge on what any of these games are yet. Like, there's no list of, oh, I think the only games we know that are coming to this, um, basically, PlayStation Game Pass is uh, is God of War, uh, Returnal, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty Mortal much just, like, all the stuff that PlayStation have, has control over, um, or at least some control over. And then obviously, like Game Pass, probably took so many years to go to all these game developers and be like, right, we want to make a deal with you about using your game. And I don't think PlayStation's even close to doing that yet, probably. So yeah, they're going to need to spend yeah. the next couple of years going to all these game companies, being like, can we use your game for this? And they're either going to say yes or no, and they're going to make them an offer that they can't refuse. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So. Um... Jay, just so PlayStation Plus Extra, which is tier two, is eighty-four quid a year or eleven quid a month. Yeah, the which is the same is... as Game Pass now. Game Pass is eleven. It's ten ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah that's sounds right. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. Um, and technically cheaper because you can't buy Game Pass annually, I believe. Yeah, it is cheaper. So, uh, Game Pass at eleven pound a month is obviously one hundred and ten pound. No, one hundred and twenty pound a year. Right. One hundred and ten yeah. pound a year, something like that. Uh, whereas, yeah, this would be 84, so technically it is cheaper as long as you buy the yearly option. Well, that's that's the PS4, PS5 games. If you want the whole shebang, which 
it's difficult to judge, you know, c- compared to Game Pass because we don't know the games yet. That's a hundred quid a year, so still cheaper. Yeah, still cheaper by like twenty quid or something, you know. Thirteen fifty a month, so more expensive monthly. Yeah. But Jay, my question to you, mm. I put this to you. This is all quite exciting. We knew it was coming. Took a bit longer than I expected. Question is. There is just no way we can understand the extent of the impact of this this has until we know the games, right? That's just the simple yeah. fact of it, right? Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. But, I mean, I don't know what would be, have to be available for me to want to get it yet. Right. Until I see it, I won't know. You know, I, I don't really want to have to spend the time thinking about, oh, what's going to make me want to get that? I think also if I was to get the PlayStation 1, I'd probably want to cancel my Game Pass for that particular month and then switch over. But because it's cheaper buying the yearly option I think I'd probably just have to go for the yearly option no matter what anyway so I don't know it's a tough one it's a tough one and I, as far as I understand it um, they won't be adding you know day one launches at yeah all so that's the other thing is that there's going to be no day one launches for the foreseeable future which is a massive setback if you ask me that's basically well, like launch- it's like that classic meme at the minute of like um, like saying uh, mum can we uh like uh, an example is like, Mum, can we go see Metallica at concert? And then Mum saying we have Metallica at home, and then the shitty version of Metallica at home is just like a really bad band that sounds that does covers, you know? Right. Like that's right, that's right. the equivalent. It's just like it's just like the 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 little version, you know? Like the the Tesco Zone. It's <laughs> basically like bars. it's the difference between yeah. like buying Pringles and Tesco Zone. That's the difference right. of like Game Pass versus this PlayStation Plus thing. So. There's your comparison. I, <laughs> I think we saw this coming, Jay, because as you said, right? We did. It we predicted the hell out of this whether thing. It, it, whether um, it makes business sense, right? So we talked about this, right? Because we, I, you know, we were like, Ghost Tsushima is selling loads and loads of copies. Without Game Pass. Why would they yeah. put it? Yeah. Why, why would they put it on? I think they also know they because they they can make more money without it. They're, they're, they're just going to exactly. give. They're not going to bother with the day one. I don't think they're ever actually going to bother with the day one stuff. Because they know they don't need to. I think they even said in an article recently that the reason they weren't doing it is because they don't need to. Like verbatim, yeah. they just don't need to. They know people are going to buy their games regardless. Yep. And Xbox doesn't have that, Jay. Like, I think Halo did oh. sell well, even though it's on Game Pass Day 1. Yeah. But let's be frank about it, Jay. Game Pass does not have those first-party exclusives, which would sell 10 million units on their own. Exactly. You know? And I also know that... Um, PlayStation current PlayStation Plus subscribers is double the amount of Game Pass subscribers. No, that can't be right. Double. More than double. Facts. Mental. Actual facts. So let's let's have a guess. How many people own an Xbox, and how many people own either a PS4 or a PS5? Okay, so just PS4's give me like a ballpark to your reckon. PS4s in the wild were looking at 115 million. PS5s were probably looking maybe even towards the 15, 20 million. Okay, let's so let's say 50. about 140 million combined, roughly. Yeah. Or okay. 130. 130. 130. All right. What about Xbox? Xbox, you're looking at maximum 50, 55 million Xbox One, Series Xs, Series Ss, all that other stuff. You're probably looking at hopefully. T- I think <coughs> they reached 10 million recently. So, so should we say. say... 60 65 okay so you then got to think out of how many of that 65 mil and out of that 130 mil how many have a subscription to either ps plus or xbox live stroke game pass right 
probably well, half. I Let's mean, say like half just yeah, to be yeah. generous. Yeah. Because you've yeah. got roughly about double the amount of sales on PlayStation than you have on Xbox, you're more than likely going to have probably double the amount of subscribers to their subscription services. So it makes sense, really, doesn't it? So, I mean, yeah, just how it is. It's no, just, it it's just, it it's just numbers, man. It's just numbers. It does. It just makes sense. So, I mean, um, yeah, because they know they've already got that many people subscribed to it, they know that they're going to make, they don't need to, uh, they don't need to convince people to keep subscribing because they're already subscribed and there are more than what people are on Game Pass. So it doesn't really matter. They're all good. They're all cushy. They're comfy. Agreed. Yeah. Next up, uh, E3 has been cancelled again. Yeah, it's weird. I even remember, like, uh, I think it was probably about three or four weeks ago, there was an announcement being like, right, E3 is ready for this year. Get ready for it. We'll announce the games (laughs) coming soon. And then literally, like, the next, like, two or three days after that, they were like, nah, we're joking. Nah, it's cancelled. And then I think in so, the article, the primary the primary like quote is, "We're going to come back next year with like a rejuvenated right. E3 experience," right. and they're hoping to make it in person as well. So, right. Well, this year is supposed to be in person. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, but I think uh, yeah. I just think this like to- at this point it's like I don't know if it's like new blood that's taken over or something, or like the people who were used to run it don't run it anymore. But I feel like people just aren't able. It's not. I don't think it's going to be to the scale that it used to be. Like I just I think E3 is potentially gone, isn't it? It's just dead Definitely. and buried at this point. I don't know. Unless Definitely. I see it different, but no, it's gone. I feel like there's just too many people who have already replaced it with like other uh, other uh, events that are spread out across the year that announce things. Like game developers know that so many people are going to watch the game awards that they might as well just leave their announcements till then. Same with Tokyo Game Show for a lot of like the Japanese companies. Um, there's a lot of like people just do directs now, like Nintendo Direct. Xbox have, have uh, what do they call it? Do they call it a direct? Well, they have their own thing. We've got the state of, play. state of play. Yeah, like, yeah. what's the point in having E3 if we're going to have these already? Like, they're already in place, ready to go, and they're digital, so there's no need to, like, spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions, on a venue. It's like, what's the point? It's just a waste of money. So, they're trying to save money in a time where people are trying to save money. <laughs> it makes sense. Dude, for me, this, um,. Obviously, so you've got a lot of people out there who wanted to go to E3, liked E3, all that kind of stuff, right? For me, I think if you're honest with yourself, me and you, we probably weren't bothered about E3 because we were never there, right? But what we did care about is the week-long news and announcements of games, game yeah. trailers, everything to do with games, right? That's what we care about. We want That's what we're playing, right? Yeah, we want to be and teased. Frankly, Right, and frankly, the showcases we saw, Jay, towards the end, or like the most recent E3s, to have uh, the kind of conferences that Ubisoft had in like, you know, post 2010 era, the fact they were still doing stuff like that is just crazy, right? Like, do you State of Play, do you Nintendo Direct, do you Microsoft One, just have someone there saying, yeah, you know, I've got great plans, blah, 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 here's some trailers. It's all yeah. we need, it's all we want. I think... If you're going to do some sort of conference thing, do like an orchestra with it like PlayStation did or like do some live effects or make it cool. But frankly, I literally couldn't give a damn about watching Raymond Raving Rabbids dance <laughs> and shit. Okay? Like, I don't care about it. We live, I think at this point, we live in a post-COVID uh, world in that uh, people have realized that all that sort of like showmanship when it came to all that kind of stuff was just one, a waste of money. 
and two, not necessarily and didn't really influence people on when it came to like game sales. So why why need to spend all that money if you know you can spend it elsewhere? Like to me, that money right. just could have been spent on another like more better game development. Like improve the actual thing you're trying to sell, not the thing that's making you want to show off. Like I feel like all that showmanship is just not necessary anymore. People know that if you can get the same amount of work done, if not do it better from home, then why just do it, why not just do it then? You know, I think that literally is all it comes down to. So. And to be honest with you, I I do believe in the Rockstar and the uh, From Software approach, which is let it speak, let the art speak. Yeah, 100%. And, and There's no need sell. to like, it's just, it's so wanky to see these people try and like sell their shit. Like the whole like spiel of, oh yeah, it's going to be good. Like just let, let the game talk. It, it, again, it's like, there's some games that I feel like have been, uh, had that happen to them where they try to sell it too much and then it just kind of ruins the whole like, vibe and the hype towards the game like if you just let the game come out and let let it speak for itself it's either going to do bad or do good you can't really do anything you can't influence anything if you if you just are silent things will happen as they happen but if you speak up you're more likely to make have things go wrong like to sway people's uh, opinion on things i guess they're, they're just gambling on hoping that whatever they say is going to sway people in the right direction rather than the wrong direction because I guess it's probably they've probably come up with some sort of like formula where they can see how it's made things improve. But maybe over recent years, it's not really necessary anymore. So potentially, hmm. potentially. Next up, Jay, we have quite a few announcements of things that aren't going to come out for the next five years. But we'll talk about them anyway. So, okay. Jay. First up, we have the uh, Unreal Five Engine Witcher Four teaser, which obviously is a pretty big deal. So, yeah, thoughts. Okay, so the main consensus around this, even before this article came out, and like they even speculated it, everyone was like, "Well, obviously, right?" Because right? the main thing was um, CD Projekt Red didn't. They even say it in this article, they're like, "Yeah, we kind of want to make a game that isn't going to crash in sixteen different." 16, 1600 different places while people are playing the game. We don't want that to. Or... Yeah, they're basically saying how. CD Projekt Red basically said, we don't want all the mistakes of Cyberpunk to happen again. So rather than using our own not as good engine, we're going to use this one. The one that's actually. <laughs> the one that actually sure. works. I'm not. This isn't like a shit on them kind of thing. They, they just realized. They've sort of like taken their own mistakes and been like, yeah. We understand that we need to improve, so we're going to do it the right way this time. We're going to learn from our mistakes and do the right thing this time. And hopefully it works out. Again, this is a bit of a gamble to an extent. But it's weird because we're starting to see a trend now of like a lot of game developers take up their own um, engine. Uh, much like Capcom. Capcom are now using their own engine for most of their new uh, game releases. Um, but I imagine they'll probably use Unreal. I don't know if they can use assets from Unreal. I'm not really sure. But yeah, uh, some people are switching one way, other people are switching the other. So This is annoying. The light keeps changing, so I'm having to like keep doing this. Yeah, what what's going on? <laughs> the sun was shining, so I thought I'd turn the light off because oh, I don't want to waste right. it. And then the sun went away, so I was like, oh, I need to turn the light back off. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, again? it got dark. Oh, oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, I'm kind of glad that they're doing that because it means that they can actually like you know, make a game that seems like it's on next gen and not on previous. That's what we want. We need Unreal, Unreal Four, and, and a lot of these we. old style ones just need to go. So, 
yeah. out with the old and in with the new it seems to be the topic or the theme of today's uh, podcast <laughs> next up so I'll, I'll yeah we'll do this one at a time but we had a similar announcement for uh, Tomb Raider in development at Crystal Dynamics just uh, funny Unreal there's there's engine. been a couple I know you're going to ring up in a minute but there's been a couple of like announcements of we're making another one of these games or we're remastering this game and the first thing that came to my head was oh, I don't care <laughs> I care this much <laughs> But some people do care. I know. It's funny because the games that were mentioned, I was like, kind of wish they was, these were other games. Right. Did it need to be these ones? Probably not. Right. Because from previous uh, iterations we've had of, of uh, remasters recently, they haven't really gone that well. So uh, we'll wait and see on that. But yeah, I, Tomb Raider well, well, I just well, doesn't, doesn't... Tomb Raider, I don't I care about Tomb Raider. I don't. I, I Unless don't they made Tomb Raider in, into an RPG, I don't care. Well, Jay, have you played the, the reboot at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not fully, didn't... like a little bit, not a lot. But I didn't really like Fair it. Enough. It was kind of like, eh. There are RPG elements, but yeah. I don't think you level up and stuff. Yeah, I'm um, good. Dude, the... I totally get you, bro. I totally... Oh, I literally, I, I scoffed. Totally... I, I outwardly scoffed. I was like, ugh, really? I, I, I get it, like... Let's not be too close-minded, right? They, you know, they're just saying that we've got a project. It's a Tomb Raider game. That's our bread and butter. That's our blood. It's unreal. Boring. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> make a new IP for God's sake. Stop oh, trying to make God. like they're st- they're scraping the bottom of the Tomb Raider PS1 era, PS2 era barrel. Well, the like scrape some off the, the top. Tomb Raider ever. Like Jesus Christ! Like, it's, who cares about Tomb Raider anymore? Oh, like you could make that—you could make the same comparison, I guess, with Final Fantasy because they're equally old, same old. Right, like, right. they're about as old as each other. Maybe one's obviously older than the other, but it's kind of like people care more about Final Fantasy than they do about Tomb Raider. Clearly, like this is a good comparison. What I said earlier about the Zeitgeist: people don't talk about Tomb Raider; they talk about Final Fantasy all the time. How many Tomb Raider references are there in games versus Final Fantasy? In comparison, like I get, like I get that I kind of almost sound like, well, just go with the popular thing, and not with the niche thing, because that's obviously a little bit hypocritical of me. Because there's probably quite a lot of niche things I would like to see more around. But I feel like just, just make a new, like, ga- take a gamble. What, what good came out of just safety? Take a gamble, take a risk. And make something new that can potentially become the next big thing. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing enough risk out of these people. They're all being way too safe, way too comfortable. And the part of the reason why they're doing that is probably because the people who are above them are like, we need to make, we need to make a safe amount of money, not a risky amount of money right now because of the amount of losses we've had over the last two or three years. So we're probably going to see quite a few shitty games come out over the next couple of years because of COVID, because of the amount of money they need to make back up from what they've lost. So if you're going to blame anything. Blame that. There's your reason. And I hate it. I hate that this that is the reality, but that kind of is. Like people just need to make new things and like, you know, try and find the next big next big thing. There's no innovation right well, now. We spoke about this like two or three weeks ago. There's lack of innovation. Right. I mean we've touched on it today as well, right? Uh, my bugs stuff, me. But... Just just make something new. Jesus. I Please Look, try. On the, one, on the one hand, Jay, I well said, and I and like well said, period. But on the uh, one hand, I totally agree with you. On the other hand, 
you know, you have the whole situation with Crystal Dyna- Dynamics, right? So Avengers flopped and wasn't very good. No, oh, it no. could have been. It could have been amazing. It could have no, been so been. good. But like, but Marvel just you know, isn't it, was, it right now. So it is what it is. And then they also are working on the initiative, which seems to maybe be in trouble. Probably, maybe probably. the initiative. Yeah, you know, we talked about the news story where loads of people were leaving at the Initiative Studio who making perfect... Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah. another game where I'm like, what? That's such an old thing. Why redo oh, it? Bro. It's the same. It's exactly the same reason. Uh, that might have even been the thing I spoke about with innovation. I was like, just just make something new. Don't do a twist on something that's already been. But, so, but the thing is, is that Tomb Raider's a cash cow, right? And like, guess, to be fair, yeah. if I was going to be the devil's advocate, Jay... I would be like, well, Jay, why are you still buying Wonderlands? Because that's, you know, similar. Yeah, but it is an innovation on Borderlands. It's not just the same thing. It is, it is a variation on it. And this Tomb Raider thing, again, while it is a slight innovation, it's not enough of one for me. Like, Like, obviously, until I see this, like, if this Tomb Raider game is basically the same as the last two, I'm going to be like, what was the bloody point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I guess that. again, people are probably, they're probably screaming at me right now. Well, what about bloody Assassin's Creed? It's like, or like Call of Duty. People always make the same comparison about Call of Duty and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to like, but they they make they make more money than probably what Tomb Raider does. So <laughs> they're gonna keep making those games. You know, they're, these are like tri- we're talking like the highest echelon right. of games. Right, right. You know, I feel right, like Tomb Raider right. sort of is in that like they're not quite triple A for me. They're sort of more double. Well, you'd be surprised. I think the reboot sold over ten million copies. I mean, yeah, it probably did well. I mean, that's the thing. Series. We're just gonna see. We're just gonna keep seeing things that do well, not necessarily things that are good. Something that isn't good can still sell well. I mean, classic example: the Venom movie oh, made a billion dollars plus. Billion dollars. Un- unwatchable. Billion dollars. Unwatchable. It got a billion dollars. Unwatchable. Who is watching these films, man? Because pe- Venom has been one of the most wanted characters in cinematic history, probably for the last twenty-five plus years. Same with like Deadpool and stuff. Deadpool made a billion too, but Deadpool one was way better than the other. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Ven- I actually, I tried watching the second Venom movie recently. I, 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 I don't. Did I finish it? I just had to skip to the end. I was like, this is awful. Like it is genuinely the wor- probably the worst movie I've seen in in his- ever. It's awful. It is so <laughs> bad. Oh my god! Like I'm sure the two Raider uh... games are great. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're fine. But just just make something new. I just need something new right now. And I need, speaking I need of new, new things. Return to Monkey Island announced. Yay! <laughs> Can't well, wait. To be fair, Jake. To be fair. <laughs> I feel like that's one of them games that my dad would play. I know my dad likes Mike. To, so. to be fair, Jay, I, I believe that it genuinely has been 10 plus years since the last of these games came out. So yeah, no, you can ima- yeah. or like even 15, 20 years. So you can imagine it. It will. It would be like Spyro 4 coming out, right? I would lose yeah. my shit. So like, it's fine to still make these like um, innovate or like new variations on these old games or even like remakes or reboots, but don't expect them to do like to do well. I guess, or like, um, it's it's really tough to say because I I kind of want them to spend their money on something amazing and not on something that they know is going to make them money. It just bugs me. It really does. I just I just I just want I don't want I want to be wowed by something that I haven't seen before. Like I feel like when you're younger, it's what okay. So we've been around okay, long enough. Okay. 
we've gotten to the point now where everything that comes along we've seen before yeah there's no there's nothing new anymore for us we've seen it all i feel like once you get to 25 you've seen everything to a degree like because a lot of most media there's only 36 variations of the same story told in any sort of media you play watch or right there's 36 variations we know this is like a known thing so any story that you've witnessed you've seen at least 36 other versions of around so by the time you're 25 you've probably seen all different variations or variations of the variations but there's always different combinations but it kind of gets a bit stale so you kind of want to just hope that someone could come up with something that's like a better variation of the last one so that's all i want i just want something new I just don't, I just hate hearing about. It's also like we a similar thing of like just making making the same thing, but for the next generation. That's all it is. It's just, it's just making something that people are gonna see. Oh, this is new. I'll buy it. Versus, oh, this is old. I'm not gonna bother. But if it's an, it's a new thing or something old, oh yeah, I'll try it. It's kind of like if it, it works, it works. But you know, I don't care for it. That's what I'm saying. Not for me. Potentially depends on what it is. And last, <laughs> and last up. By the way, I'm not cutting you off again. No, you're good. Wanna, you Just, know, yeah, you keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Keep it moving. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, delayed till 2023. Thank now, Jay, God. this is in the news. Thank God. However, um, I don't know why, because why is anybody surprised about this? No. Does anybody know the name of the game? No? No. Is it April 2022? No, well, it's going in 2023. There's, then, there's multiple reasons why they did this. I think one of the biggest ones is because they didn't want to compete with Elden Ring for Game of the Year. Interesting. 100%. No, seriously, that's like probably a big, probably a big reason, or at least sure. a, a decent chunk. I'll probably say at least ten percent of the chunk of the reason why. But obviously, Elden Ring probably took most of its design off Breath of the Wild, right? Um, no, I think it took most of its design off of um, history and previous Soulsborne games. I think that's where it took most of its inspiration from. Just historical events, not necessarily other games. Fair. <laughs> I feel like Breath of the Wild is sort of like its own thing. But we're, we're not surprised about this, right, Jay? Like, no, I'm actually kind of glad because it also means that Nintendo can take the time on making other things that are also coming out this year better. Just spread the load, you know? Share the load. Yeah, spread yeah, it out. Yeah. Make it, like, if you're going to... Like, I'm ha- this, I actually thought about this recently, but I'm, I'm happy that there are Zelda fans out there and that they're going to get the game that they really, really want. Where was I going with that? I don't know. I'm just happy for people, you know. I'm happy that people are going to get what they want. Yeah, hundred percent. It's whatever, but it's just, it's just not. You know, I'm going to avoid it as yeah. much as I can. On that point, Jay, it's reminded me of the Dark Knight a bit. I feel like we need we need games that we need, not the games we deserve. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess. Need, <laughs> I, I feel like the games that we need to come out need to be so much more than just the games we want. You know what I mean? Like, um... like who? No, I, I I read. So if you got every single gamer in the world in the year two thousand, I'm trying to think of the right year, two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think. Oh Jesus! Was. That was, um, and you were like, what sort of games? Like Halo Two. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt anybody would have said a game like Dark Souls. And yet, and yet, when Dark Souls comes out and people play it, they're like, this is the game I want to play. Yeah, right? it's not the game they they deserve no it's not the game they wanted but it is the game they deserve yeah maybe i'm getting that the wrong way around then no i think you not said the it game right they need but the game they deserve but anyway yeah i think you get my point i think you get my point not that they want one they don't okay not the game they want but the game they deserve i think is probably the best way to put it 
There we go. There we go. Hang on. I'm actually. I want to check when Demon Souls came out because that was obviously the first Souls game. Right. It was a PS3 game, so we are talking at least 2006, right? At least. Uh, 2009. Wow. Close. Oh, so maybe Dark Souls was like over level. Oh, that's mental. What? Dark Souls came out after 2009. I think it was 2011. They made all those games so quickly. Um, yes and no. Oh, 2010. No, it came out. Was it 2010? I don't know. It won't tell me. There we go. 2011. I was right. 2011. Okay. No, 2012. Jay, um, speaking of. Uh, please take us to your topic screen where we will discuss your update on Elden Ring. Yes. There we are. We're there. Yeah, so Elden Ring. Elden Ring's great. I've started a new playthrough. <coughs> I'm doing okay, a strength. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Did you finish the other one? No. I got about halfway. Okay, how come you start a new one? Um, I wanted to play the game differently. I wanted to play it. So basically, my first playthrough was more of a just to sort of, almost just to like get my mind and my muscle memory back into gear. Because for me, uh, Souls games kind of need a lot longer to make you remember how good you are at them. If that makes sense. Like you, I've gotten. To, it took me about forty to fifty hours for me to my mind to and my muscle memory to kick in to be like, oh, you actually know how to play this game. Like, it took a while. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm sort of, like, comfortable with, like, the first half of the game. And I feel like that could then carry me through the rest. So, I feel I like it's weird, like... Was... No, go on. I thought you, your build was very specific and you were getting it just how you wanted, though, for that first... Uh... Yeah, it was, like, a magic thing. But, I, you know, I got there with it. But I just kind of wanted to get to the point where I could start playing the game and not be scared or worried about dying. You know you know what I mean, like that kind of that, that point where like you're kind of just worried the entire time of playing it. I feel like I can't really enjoy a game if I'm worried about playing it. <laughs> so what but why would you were you worried because you weren't gonna get the build you wanted and stuff like no, that? No, I or? think it was just like there's like a weird thing with certain games where you know that it's a hard game, so your mind is almost tricked into thinking that it's hard. But if you if you go into it convinced that you're actually like you know what you're doing, you'll actually find that you tend to do better. Mm. It's almost weird. It's a weird trick that I've found in like some games where if you just like convince yourself that you're good at it, you be you are good at it. Is that weird? Like I've the amount of I think I've put maybe another. Th- maybe 20 or 30 hours into this new playthrough and it's just like it's not hard anymore like I'm not struggling like I feel like there's less of a struggle once you've played it for long enough and reminded yourself how much it just isn't that scary and isn't that hard like it is hard but you just gotta you've gotta almost like I think because I've been getting older my mind isn't as quick in certain areas so my mind has to sort of get used to um, being quick again like for me, the one of the biggest things is dodging in the game, right? Most people, when they're being attacked, they'll like spam the dodge button, thinking, "Oh, I can just you know infinitely spam this and I'll dodge everything." But in this game, your dodge invisibility is in a very specific window, 
And if you don't dodge at the right points, you're just going to die most of the time. And having to like remind myself to think of that while I'm in the middle of like a dire situation has kept me alive and made it so I've been able to get better. I've basically improved at the game just by remembering how to play it again. Because I think most with the Souls games, it is it is genuinely practice makes perfect. But a lot of it is always just like having the right mindset. It really is like correct mindset. You're just going to do well. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I also want to play the game in more of a linear fashion as well. I didn't want to play the game blind, but I didn't want to play it like um, completely knowing everything. So at the minute, I'm following a guide, but it's like a very linear guide, like a very straightforward, go to this area, find all these items if you want to, make sure you kill all these bosses if you want to, and then move on to the next area. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's actually a really fun... I feel like I'm enjoying it more playing it more like a linear game than not a linear game. Really? Because Souls games are sort of like a linear game in an open world. Much like right. a One Lands or right. a Borderlands. It's just sort of, you can do what you want whenever you want. It's a sandbox. But, but yeah. if you want to play it linear, you can. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm playing it linearly. And I'm having fun while doing it. A lot of fun. I feel like I, I, I almost like that challenge and the focus as well. Like being focused while playing a game like that can be hard on on your on the mental, like on on the on the on the focus, yeah. The, sort of your like it can make you a bit exhausted mentally, but it can be almost like it's almost like um, working out your mind. That's kind of what a Souls game to me is like going to the gym, but for your brain. Right, right. That's where I'm at with that. Like, I'm just going to the gym, but with my brain. <laughs> Whereas, like, some games are more of like a switch off type thing. This is more of like a switch on, but also make me stronger type thing. Does it still do the thing where you know if you die at a boss, you'll have to go all the way back to the boss, or do you? Can you respawn yeah, so there's bonfires, right? Or they're called graces in this. But if you die, you just respawn at a grace, and hopefully you're quite close. But yes, row, I agree with you, you mean. Just... Yeah, you, you can, can be quite far away. Yeah, you respawn, but it's uh, wherever you sat at a grace last. So Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I think in Sekiro, you, you can spawn just outside the boss room again, but I'm not sure on that. Oh, okay. Um, I, know, I can't remember. But, okay. But you're, you're, it sounds to me like, for whatever reason, you you had your first playthrough, and it sounds like you're now playing it with with your gloves off so to speak with like you're, you're playing it and you're just letting it letting the, the, the force flow through you yeah that's a good way of putting it i'm sort of letting it throw throw flow through me rather than um like letting myself be taken under the current type thing you know right, right. like i'm sort of enjoying the the motion rather than trying to struggle against the tide or whatever you know uh, I feel like I've had Elden Ring for a while, but I feel like I've only really been playing it properly for the last couple of days. Wow. Like, I think, I really think people, this is like a really good example of like reviews of like games. You need to play, sometimes you need to play a game for like tens of hours before you can even then start a new playthrough and then actually enjoy it. And I think that's definitely the case with Souls games. Like, if you want to play a Souls game, Play it for like minimum 30, 40 hours and then start again and then see how you like it. Because you'll probably enjoy it a hell of a lot more. That's just because so by that point, you'll. I know, it's a, I know, I know. It's a massive time sink. And that's, I think, the reason why most people don't tend to care about things that take a long time. But 
you put in the time and the care and you'll uh, you'll see you know the fruits of your labor so kind of where I'm at I just feel like I've got I've gotten to the point now where I remember feeling after like Dark Souls 2 and 3 where I was like oh I'm actually pretty decent at the game like I actually know what I'm doing rather than just like you know a bit of a muddle but no I'm really enjoying it I'm really uh, I feel very focused while playing it so I feel like peaceful almost it's like a, almost like a med meditative thing the first 40 hours of that first magic playthrough I was frustrated all the time I was like oh I hate this like I was really not enjoying it <laughs> and then starting again I was like oh okay I can actually relax now because there's no like there's almost like no repercussions necessarily like I, I know that no. um, time is like the the main currency in this it's just like you don't, you don't it doesn't matter if you lose like 5,000 runes you can make it back easily so I, don't, I won't worry about it you know I suppose the uh, fear and the scare factor comes from that fear of losing, right? That, yeah. that most games sort of put into you, right? Yeah, I feel like that is not a fun <laughs> thing to have a lot of the time, honestly. No. Um, I don't know. I just think once you get over the fear of it, it just makes it enjoyable. I don't know why. Fear, to me, sometimes can ruin a game. Oh, definitely. It's really odd. Definitely. It's a really weird, backwards sort of way of doing it sometimes. But yeah, I'm not a massive fan of that. Yeah, definitely. So that's where I'm at. Right, I'm Jay, at peace. Well, um, I'm enjoying it, but I'll let you know how yes. I get on. I've got a strength build. I'm doing a thing where I eventually want to be able to like with like uh, dual wield like big two-handed swords. Nice. So I currently have the Zweihander or the two-hander. Like yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm also like cool. watching a lot of like Twitch streams and uh, podcasts while I'm doing it as well. So I'm sort of like getting a lot done there and there at the same time so very good i've I also suppose, been watching yeah. a speedrunner try to speedrun the game every day for like the last week and a half as well so that's quite fun like you just learn so much about the game by watching that as well mm. i think that's also helped I, mean, I, remember, I remember watching a bunch of speedrunners play dark souls 1 2 and 3 and that helping like get over the thing of like it's just pixels they're not going to hurt you you know like it's not going to actually affect you properly. You just got to get over it. I think like people Speedrun's... always say, get good at the game, but it's not. Just get over it. <laughs> You'll right. get good if you get over it. You know, right. that's kind of how I feel. Get over the loss. Yeah. Yeah. Speedrunners always again. make it look so easy. By the way, like any game they do, they just make it look easy. But I think if you watch that enough, you'll start to recognize that pick in yourself. You'll pick up on it, and you'll start to even like, without even realizing it, be like, oh, I beat that boss just like how that speedrunner did. Wow. I might actually be good at this game. And then you start doing that for the rest of the bosses and you're good. I know there's definitely going to be some bosses in this game where I'm like, oh god, that's going to be difficult. Because <laughs> I've already, like, there's one boss I told you before, but it took me like an hour to beat. But now that I've seen people beat it a couple of times, I know how easy it can be. So I just need to get to that point. I think I'm just trying to, like, over level as well. That's, like, where I'm kind of at. I need to just, like, make sure I'm prepared. I think I might have just been a bit underprepared when I first played it as well. Overprepare. Is my is my I mean, advice? Most people were probably underprepared, right? When they yeah, I thought that's kind of how it is. People just didn't know. You just need to have the knowledge, and you'll be good. All right, Jake. Well, um, please take us back to the home screen where mm. we will begin to wrap up the show. Yes. First things first, though. Guess who's reviews time? Yes. So every week, me and or Jay will pick a random game review from a random game media outlet, and we'll pick a review, and we pick three quotes from that review. And me and or Jay have got to guess it. This week, I've picked the game in the review. Jay's got to guess it. Jay, are you ready? I feel like I'm never ready for these, but yeah, go on. 
I feel like I always do so bad at these. So. Yeah. I'm deciding which quote to start with. I know, that's always, on. honestly, that can make or break one of these. The amount of times we've gone and, like, said, oh, I wish I'd picked the other one first. We do it all the time. Because you don't know what the other person's thinking and what, what, what's going to click for them in their head, you know. It's so true. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, go on then. Like the challenge. Begin. 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 Quote number one. Okay. Um, there's a lot of blanks in this, but I'm yeah, me course. blanking out, all right? Uh, the blank is really generous with loot, too, so you'll have plenty of opportunities to shape your character in interesting ways. Oh, come on. Like, there's, okay, there's like an infinite amount of games where that is uh, viable as a quote. Loot. I'm going to go Diablo 3. Great. Great guess. Not correct. Damn. Of course it's a great guess. I have a thing I know what this is now, but go on. Quote number two. Yeah. The blank delivers a whole lot of that, starting with its four new playable characters and their positively nutty skill trees. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This is extreme. This, this is a hard one. It's extremely vague. It is vague. It is so Diablo <laughs> actually had, I think, four initial. That's right. That's right. Um, the only other game I can think of that's because if I'm in the right ballpark, I think you might be thinking Torchlight. But I don't know if Torchlight had four characters. I think it only had three. I will give you that it's not Torchlight. Oh, great. Four classes with loot. I mean, other than Borderlands, I mean, Borderlands will have four classes. So maybe I'll just go with the Borderlands. I'm going to go pre-sequel. Final answer? Yeah. Correct! Holy shit! How does he do it? That How was the most vague. That was the most oh vague thing. Oh my god. Too. That was a really good guess, Jay. That was a really <laughs> good guess. Really good guess. The last quote was uh, The early hours of the moon were particularly trying since everything is incredibly spread out and every low gravity jump takes seemingly. Forever. Yeah, that would have given it to me, definitely. But oh, I, I that, that that was such a weird thing. That just came out of like almost nowhere. But you know what, do you know what well made played. me think of pre sequel? Well I was thinking Nick probably went through my my achievement list and went right. What has he played that is uh, gonna make this sound more interesting and more like he probably knows what he's talking about? And knowing, I just, I just, I just sort of felt like I read you like a book just then. I was oh like, Nick's just so obvious sometimes. Joe, do you know what the scores are? Are you two ahead? Oh, of me? Oh, let me have a look. Um, three ahead of me or something. Hang on. Let me have a look. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, uh, technically, I'm now. I just got two points, right? So it's thirty-three to thirty-one. Thirty, thirty-one. Thirty-three to thirty-one. I'm on thirty-one, right? Yeah. So I'm okay. now ahead, but um. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we'll finish with this quote, Jay. Mm. Uh, which is from Wonderlands, apparently. That I. Don't oh, know who says it. okay. I'll probably be able to tell you. <laughs> Why sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. What? That's it. That's okay. It. 
I wanted to sprinkle in a bit of imagination and to sprinkle in what we're capable of even before we have breakfast. Okay, yeah, and hopefully some new IPs. <laughs> and hopefully some new IPs. Yeah, but Jay, saying that, you're going to buy Borderlands 4, you're going to buy the next Assassin's Creed. True. But they'll probably be different from the last one. By enough. I mean... I feel like the last two, two Tomb Raider games were just the same game. Were they not? I, I, I have to disagree with you there. No, same game. I mean, and you're going to be like Gears 4, Gears 5, same game. I'll say to you, Jay, Dirt 3, Dirt 4, same fucking game. I have Dirt never played... Forza Dirt, Horizon 4, Forza I've Horizon never played 5, uh, Gears 4 and 5, so I can't comment, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, there's something like that. All right, let's finish up. Jay, anything else you want to talk about this week? No, I think that's it for now. Yeah? I'm all good, yeah. All right. Well, don't worry, because you'll have another therapy session tomorrow with Wonderlands. Yay, finally, I can actually get some stuff off my chest. Oh my god, Jay, we have so much to talk about with this game. Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of. i actually more intrigued to hear what you say, because to me, you're the Borderlands guy. So. Ridiculous. I know, I know. Um. Well, before we go, Jay, I just thought I'd let you know on air, or on recording, I should say. On air. Um, I've, for, Jay, I don't know what it is, bro. Seven Remake has done something to me. Right. Yeah, probably, because of how like, much of a good game it is. Oh, my God. So I've started watching Maximilian's full-on playthrough through it, right? Yeah. Like his first original playthrough. Yes. I fancied what, his PC one it. or his PlayStation one? Uh, ooh. No, his PlayStation one. His PlayStation okay, one. yeah, so his first one, yeah, yeah. And um, I just, I just, like, I... I get what you're saying, right? Like we've talked about this. When you finish a game, it should almost leave you wanting more. Like that—that that should be the because like you'll leave it with good, good thoughts, right? And if I played hard mode, that is not what how I would leave it. I would leave it like how I left Red Dead Two, where I just would hate thinking about it. Um, but there's just something about watching Seven Remake and listening to the music and stuff. I just can't. It's just so good. To me, there's two ways to look at it. There's like. This level of like all the Final Fantasy quality, and then there's everything else. Final Fantasy is the pinnacle of gaming quality to me. Pinnacle. There's nothing above it. It's Final Fantasy, and then everything else. So yes, I agree with I agree with you. (laughs) Final Fantasy is like it's Final Fantasy Thirteen. I think is my favorite game of all time. It's number one currently. But like, it is everything we want, right? Like, it's an RPG. Yeah. It's anime. The music. music the characters. The story. Gameplay. The gameplay. The mechanics. Right. Everything. Right. Everything is ten out of ten. There is no nine point nine out of ten. It's all ten out of ten. It's perfect to me. Final Fantasy is just perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Even if there might be the little thing here or there where it's kind of like I'd rather not. Eventually, you'll be like, oh, I'm glad they actually did that because it helped or you know it made me like this particular uh, mechanic more or whatever it might be alright Jake well yeah. thank you very much I will speak to you tomorrow yes and this will go up whenever so yeah who have, cares uh, have a good time <laughs> wherever you guys are <laughs>